0: Welcome to Chasing Nichols with your host, Alan Schoenberger. Chasing Nichols is the podcast that helps business owners focus on actions that will have the greatest impact on their business. Now, here's your host, Alan Schoenberger. Hello, everyone. Today, we're gonna talk about the one area that I see the most often needs improvement in a business, and I'm talking about the finances. It's a rather large topic, so we're going to try and just narrow it down to a few pieces of finances in today's episode, and I'd like to start by saying, as a business owner, you don't necessarily need to be an accountant or a CFO. Hopefully you either have somebody internally that's handling that for you, or you're outsourcing it to somebody on a part-time basis. However, as a business owner, you should still have some basic ideas of understanding some of the key documents uh, that relate to the finances of your company, how to interpret them, and how to use that uh, to make decisions going forward. So I'm going to start with what I think are the three basic documents that every business owner should understand about their business. And the first one is the P&L, or known as the profit and loss statement. Right, That obviously has your sales, where your revenue is coming from. And then it's going to have your costs, where your money is going out, and then, of course, the difference between the two, which is hopefully a profit and not a loss. So let's start with the sales, right? your revenue. Where is your money coming from? So a properly done profit and loss statement is going to show not only how much money you have coming in every month, every year, but where that money is coming from, especially handy. If you have multiple lines of business, you should know exactly what the sources of your income or sales are. And then you can use that information to determine uh, how you want your business to grow. And you can use the information of knowing where your revenue is coming from within multiple lines of business Uh, to do a further determination to see if each of those lines of businesses or service areas or products, whatever they may be, is each of them profitable because you may be profitable as a whole, right? But when you break down and look at the various products or services you're offering, you may find one or more of them is not profitable. And then you can at least hopefully determine, uh, why they're not profitable and if they can become profitable, whether it's even a, a business line you want to continue pursuing. In addition to using the PL for analyzing where your revenue is coming from, you also want to see, uh. If it's consistent from month to month, or do you have a seasonal business? Right. So you can understand you can better understand if there are either slow months or slow quarters in your business, which will come in handy when we talk about uh, cash flow in a little while. All right, and then the other side of the PL obviously is where your money is going to, right? Are uh, you know, what's your cost of goods sold if you're dealing with a physical product? Uh, what are your monthly expenses? All of that should be analyzed and should be in line with your revenue. Meaning if my revenue is doubling from one month to the next, I actually would expect my cost of goods sold to go up roughly in line. It may not be exact, uh, but if I'm actually seeing cost of goods going down in a month where revenue is going up, that's going to be a red flag for me. Uh, and I'm going to know something might not be right and needs to be investigated further. Uh, And then the last piece of it, obviously is, like I said, your profit or your loss. And if you are making a profit, which hopefully you are, uh, what the profit margins are, meaning what percentage does the profits of your company represent on overall sales? Uh, And there's no one right answer to that because that differs from industry to industry. So you really need to know uh, what the industry norms uh, for your particular business is to know if you're earning a reasonable profit margin. For example, supermarkets work on a very small razor thin margin of only one or 2% while there are other business lines out there that might make 20 or 25%. So again, don't necessarily think, oh, I'm, I'm making, uh, you know, 25% profit margins. That's great. You may be happen to be in a very highly profitable business where the norm is 30%. So you really need to know what your industry norms and averages are. And then the second document is your statement of cash flows, which is basically showing uh, month to month how much money is coming into your company, as well as how much is going out. And that's generally uh, divided into three different categories. The first is cash flow from operating activities, which is how much money is coming in from your customers, Less how much money is being spent on your operating expenses, such as rent, utilities, salaries, and so forth. The second is cash flow from investing activities, which reflects uh, funds spent on fixed assets, such as property, or maybe it's interest income from uh, money in a bank. Uh, all of that goes into uh, cash flow from investing activities. And then the third is uh, cash flow from financing, which could be money that is loaned to the company from yourself, other owners or partners, as well as investors or creditors such as banks and other traditional lending sources. And it's important you understand your cash flow analysis because it helps you understand how much cash your business is generating during any particular specific period of time. Uh, And then finally, just because a business is profitable doesn't mean it has a positive cash flow. It's possible that a business can be profitable yet still have a negative cash flow during a specific period of time. And then the third document is a balance sheet, which is simply a point in time analysis of How much the company owns its assets, which can include cash, inventory, accounts receivable. And on the other side are the liabilities, which is obviously what a company owes. Any payroll expenses, rent and utility payments, any outstanding debt being paid off to a lending institution. All that is included in the liabilities of the company. And then the third piece is the owner's equity, which is typically anything that belongs to the owner or owners of the business. Uh, that That's basically the three documents that I think are key. Uh, I did a real quick uh, 30,000 foot view, a bit of a drive by of what those three uh, documents represent. I didn't want to make this. Uh, an accounting or finance 101 course today. Now I want to take a step back and talk about the revenues of the company. This is something I've talked about in, in a prior podcast, but I think it's important to reiterate. And it goes back to whether you have a recurring revenue base or a transactional revenue base. Uh, and some companies have a combination of both But traditionally, companies that have a recurring revenue base, meaning some kind of subscription or regular monthly steady income, tend to value higher than businesses that have a transactional. Uh, business space, right? So, you know, your subscription services like, you know, Netflix, great examples of recurring revenue business. Everyone that is a Netflix customer pays a flat amount every month. And Netflix has a better idea of what their revenue will be in c- coming months. And that comes in handy, not only when it's time to sell your business, uh, but also if you're looking for a loan from a lender, to maybe grow your business, they're going to look more favorably on recurring revenue business as opposed to transactional revenue businesses, right? Simply because revenue is more predictable. And if your revenue and your income is more predictable, then it's going to be uh, more likely you're going to repay a loan. Rather simple. Uh, And don't get hung up if you are a transactional revenue business that you need to transform your business 100% to a recovering revenue base. While that's ideal, uh, I've seen situations where uh, companies have at least transformed a portion of their company to a recovering revenue base. uh, And that certainly will improve uh, both the value and its ability to get a loan. And one great example that I've used before is a few years ago, Panera Bread introduced an unlimited uh, program where you could pay a flat fee every month and get an unlimited number of coffee and other drinks that they serve at Panera Bread. And I thought that was a great example of a company that's normally a you know a transactional revenue base where you know cust- if the customers don't come in to buy a meal, they're not making money that day or that month. The idea now that they have a regular steady monthly income of people who are members of their unlimited coffee club, at least steadies some of Panera's revenue on a monthly basis. So try and think about ways that you can at least transform at least a portion of your revenue to a recurring revenue base. And then the last thing that I'm going to mention on finances for this episode Uh, Is another thing that I see happen all too frequently is try not to mix your personal expenses with your business expenses. If you're a startup, it's real easy. Don't do it from the get go. Uh, And if you've been running your business for years and you are kind of you know mixing your personal and business expenses. I would say the one takeaway you should take away from today's episode is to start segregating those expenses and get your house in order, so to speak. So I'm going to challenge you to make today the day you learn more about the finances of your company. You don't necessarily need to be that CFO or CPA, but you should have a basic understanding of where your money's coming from, where it's going, and hopefully working with those CFOs and CPAs to make better decisions for your company going forward. As always, I'm available to talk about finances. It's what I do all day, every day. And I can be reached on my website at ChasingNickelsPodcast.com. Take care, everyone. The information contained in this podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for legal, commercial, and or financial advice from a licensed professional review.